have been trudging through Philippians and uh, Paul's letter to the Philippians, and uh, we have two weeks left, this week and next week. He is the greatest missionary in, in all of missionaries. He started this church, and he absolutely loved these people. Uh, he, he, he was with them for a while, got the church going, he left, but he still is writing them letters. He loves these people. This letter is called the Joy Letter. Um, Paul has complete joy, and you see it. It just drips out of this letter. Um, however, as he's writing this letter of joy, you don't really see where he is, but he actually is in jail. He writes a letter with complete joy, but in jail, a place where you would not think, a Roman jail, and he is ready to die. But he lives with this joy, and we see this joy, and we're going to talk more about this joy as we go on. I'm going to read uh, our passage today is Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So he starts out the passage saying, rejoice. Um, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, what he's not saying is this kind of rejoice, all right? Uh, the kind of rejoice where you may be upset that day or uh, maybe hating the world or in a bad mood and rejoice. I, I should just say rejoice. So I should just put on this smile. This is my church Sunday morning smile. I'm happy. Nothing going on here. Rejoice. This is a rejoice. That's what we're supposed to do on Sunday morning. We rejoice. Um, that's not that kind of rejoice. Um, that uh, I'm supposed to be happy, right? Uh, rejoice. Um, this is definitely uh, not like that. Like someone asks you how you're doing, you're like, oh, fantastic. Just totally fantastic. Um, meanwhile, your car didn't start. You've been sick, uh, fighting with your children. And as you left, uh, the cat puked on the floor and you stepped in it. Um, a whole mess of other things. How are you doing this morning? Fantastic. Just great. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. No, this is not the kind of rejoice that Paul is saying. The word rejoice comes from the Greek word caro or charis, which means grace. And grace means gift. So the word rejoice and the root of it means gift. Um, rejoicing is being aware of gifts that are around you. Uh, the gift of snow, the gift of getting up in the morning, of uh, being around people that you love. A hot cup of coffee can be rejoicing. It's seeing the gifts that are all around. Um, so what he is saying in rejoice is, wake up, look around, uh, 
can't you see that God is up to something here? Can't you see that God is doing something around you in the midst of whatever is going on? Um, he's saying rejoice. Even in the middle of absolute junk, noticing that God is doing something, even though it may not feel like it. A slow down and look at it. Paul has every absolute reason to hate life right now. He was thrown into a jail. He did nothing really wrong. Um, in, in his world, according to Pastor Rob Bell, it's a world where you are put in jail so that you do not have joy. So if you are, are going around telling people about a savior uh, that, that is going to bring peace to the world, and the Romans do not like that, uh, they do that to shut him up. They put him in jail so that he will not have joy. But he says this, uh, okay, well, you don't want me to have joy and tell people about Jesus, so I guess, you know what I'll do? I'll tell the guards about it. I'll just tell the guards. Um, and then so he does, and, and he transforms the lives of guards. So they said, no, no, you can't, talk, you can't talk to the guards anymore. Um, so he said, oh, okay, well then I'll write letters. I'll write letters. And so that's what he's doing here. Um, nothing is going to stomp out his joy, even being in jail. For Paul, joy is not something for people who experience good things in life. Uh, maybe life is going well for them. That's not what joy is for him. Joy is... Re is not reserved for people who won the lottery, have great jobs, and great health. That's not, that's not just joy there. Um, actually, it's quite the opposite. Joy is for the people who have been through the most. Uh, you ever sit with someone who survived a terrible illness? They have, those people know joy. They have been through the diagnosis, sat down and heard that news. Uh, they have contemplated things that you could not imagine, like life plans. They went through hard treatments, and then now are on the other side of that. Joy is knowing and absolutely experiencing that today is a gift. So what do we do? We rejoice in it. Um, joy is reserved for people who have experienced hell, and then notice that God never left them in it. That's rejoicing. Uh, I had a guy at the first church I served uh, ten, over 10 years ago. His name was George. And he always showed up to the 8 a.m. service. And I'd always ask him, how you doing, George? And he'd say, fantastic. I had stage 4 cancer, um, lung cancer. And I am totally cancer-free. And I... Uh, I rejoice, and today is a gift, even if I don't get a tomorrow. Today is a gift. He said that exact same thing every 8 a.m. service for four years that I was there. Always reminded about the lung cancer that he had, and that each day was a gift. That man lived in joy, and he rejoiced. So rejoice is not a cliche term. It's not just something that you just say and we smile and it's fake. Um, actually, rejoicing is one that is forged in fire. That's what Paul sees in rejoice. Then he goes on to say, let your gentleness be evident. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious in anything. Don't be anxious in anything? 
easier said than done, Paul. Nice work. Um, okay, so what Paul is talking about the, to the Philippians about gentleness and not being anxious, he's actually talking about something specific. Now, if you live in Philippi, where they live, um, and you worship Jesus, you have a really big problem. Because Philippi is the hub of all the Roman soldiers. That's the outpost. And so here they have a growing church. And, by the way, in Roman law, there's only one Savior. There's only one Lord, and his name is Caesar. If you say that anybody else is Lord, you get thrown in jail, and you get killed. So here they are, a growing church in Philippi that keeps growing and multiplying. You think they'd be anxious a little bit? Yeah, they are. Um, but Paul's saying, the guards are going to come, and everything you're going to want to do is to fight. You will be tempted. Emotions are going to kick in, as they do with, with anxiety. Paul is acting, asking them to be non-reactive. Don't fight. That's not joyful. Let your gentleness be evident. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. We all know this anxiousness, right? The culture, or we're all filled with it more than ever. It's the kind of feeling of sitting in your bed and you can't sleep and your brain is bouncing around like ping pong balls. Um, you get a call in the middle of the night, why are they calling? Uh, cuts at work, who will be let go? Um, feeling sick, is this something more? That kind of anxiety. Our culture is experiencing a lot of anxiety from little things to big things it all kind of piles on anxiety can cause physical problems lack of sleep changes in our behavior changes in the way we think or act the ancient church believe it or not was not immune to this kind of anxiety they had it back then too they were worried about people throwing them in jail and killing them just because of the joy they showed and who they worshipped. Jesus was peace from that anxiety. So Paul actually shows a way forward through this kind of anxiety. So, so if you suffer from any kind of anxiety, this is what he says to deal with it. Ready? In everything with prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. So it starts there. It says start with thanksgiving. So basically he's saying... We tend to look at the negative things first with anxiety, right? Uh, this is going to happen. This is going to, I'm so terrified that this is going to happen. He's saying retrain your brain so that you think of Thanksgiving first. Going into a mode of, what am I to be thankful for? What is good around me? Think of those things first. So start with Thanksgiving. Then he's also saying petitions, okay? Now let me tell you what petitions are. Um, Basically, let's say you're driving through an intersection. Um, it's a yellow light, but then it seems to turn red really quick. You turn to your right and you see a police car there. Uh, and you're like, oh, please, God, please, no, 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 please, please, no, 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 please, no, no, no. That is petition. So starting with Thanksgiving, right, of seeing the good, what is God doing, thank you for that. Then telling God what you need. This is what I'm anxious about. I don't want this to happen. There's the petition. 
and then prayer. And what he means in prayer is it's not like taking a, a certain beads or, or saying some kind of recited prayer over and over again. He's saying tap into God however you can, whether it's by walking, whatever you do to tap into God to pray, do it. That you are going to be shaped in your anxiety. If you think of thankfulness, um, if you think of the petitions, and then tapping into God in any way that you can, prayer is what is he's saying. So whatever it takes, whatever way you need to open yourself up to God, you do it. For Paul, the people who don't let their anxiety control their actions in this life are the ones who are grounded like this. Thanksgiving, petitions, and prayer. Those are the ones that anxiety is not ruling their life. The last part, Paul says this, the peace of God which transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds. I actually quote this passage more than any other passage. I always share this one. Um, Paul, in talking about this, is flipping something on its head to the, to the Philippians, right? So basically, they have guards all around them all the time. Now, the guards are the ones who bring peace. Uh, Roman guards bring peace. That's their job. But the kind of peace that they bring is, if you say anything against what we, our rules are, we take you away, and we put you in jail, and we kill you. And then things are really peaceful, because we've removed everybody that may be uh, saying things against what uh, we want you to do. So actually, during Roman rule, it was extremely peaceful. There wasn't wars or things like that. People lived in peace. But their hearts and their minds were not at peace. Because at any moment, a soldier could come in and take you. And so this, and what God is doing, is flipping everything on its head. Those guards may be in peace of the Roman kingdom, but this God guards your hearts and your minds. As a pastor, I am blessed to be uh, with people when they are going through some of the worst situations in their life. What I've learned in sitting in this place in 10 years um, is that it's a front seat to see God do some of his best work. Uh, over and over, I see the stress that people go through, uh, the anxiety, and everybody explains it in exactly the same way. I swear. Every single person explains this. Like, they say, I had this stress, it, 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 this burden, it felt like a, a thousand pound weight on my chest. I couldn't move. I don't think I could go on after what happened. It was just too much for me to bear. I hear this all the time. But then they say, but then I experienced this peace. And I don't know where it came from, but it was like it was just like lifted away. A calm where I don't know where it came from. And it's like it was protecting me. A peace which transcends all understanding that guards your heart and your minds in Jesus. People who learn to rejoice, like the real rejoicing, not the fake rejoicing, uh, who don't let anxiety rule their lives, 
they are the ones who learn to tap into the divine in any way that they could. Often it happened because of something horrible that happened in their life that they had to stand face to face with. But no longer does it control them. The peace of God is all that they needed. So if you find yourself with anxieties, sleepless nights, change in behavior because of those anxieties, do everything you can to tap into the divine, to seek thanksgiving, petition and ask what you need, and then prayer. And may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.